Some of you know that I've often said I'm from the south side of heaven. You have people inside the Senate. You have people that are supposed to be on your side. Make the decision to live and die on your turn. You are not wrong. They have lied to us about everything. The border, the elections. I remember America and the American gun owner are the only things standing in the way of the Great Reset. Who's got the teaching aid? Uh, you know where I'm going with this. We are fighting a war against principalities. We are fighting a war against evil. I pray that we get to look into the eyes of every single child in this country proudly that those children can look back and be proud of us, knowing that yes. we fought for them. Men, I don't talk with empty words. Those teaching aids, those are called balls. Gentlemen, I've given you back your balls. You only got one? Improvise. God's given us a chance to make it right. He's created a remnant for a reason. You are the remnant. I want you to know we're winning. God is with us. And in the end, we know how this ends. Welcome back to another episode of the Conservative Daily Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Ash Epp, and uh, Joe will be joining us in a moment. He's running a few minutes late today, but we have so much going on, and uh, it's it's an exciting. It was an exciting weekend, uh, I think, at least from my from my perspective. Um, so much happening around the world. There's lots that happened in the U.S. Um, this weekend as well but uh there's there's an energy that's palpable you know joe and i uh gave we, we both respectively gave talks uh this e th saturday evening and the energy in the room the um the just where the people are in terms of uh energy uh, enthusiasm taking back taking back self-governance taking back freedom it's something like we've never really never really felt before i think we got a, a a minor glimpse of something like this during the tea party days uh back during the obama years but there's something very special happening uh happening and we saw that this weekend for sure and then um you know we're not going to talk about colorado today we're not going to talk about what we saw we're going to talk about what's going on around the world but first we're going to jump into a little bit of domestic news that came out today so mr producer if you could please bring up a one so you know we always like to to start out with some fake news <laughs> and uh, and you know we talk a lot about the gaslighting that happens in our in our country and uh, this this really takes the cake so Kamala Harris would beat Ron DeSantis in a 2024 election a poll <laughs> um, and and when I when I saw this I laughed just without with abandon i laughed with abandon because um it's hilarious uh pull up a2 please so vice president kamala harris would defeat florida governor ron DeSantis in a hypothetical and fantastical 2024 presidential matchup according to a new poll but the race would be extremely close a poll from the Harvard University Center for American Political Studies, or CAPS, has found that Harris enjoys 39% support to the Republican governor's 37% in a theoretical contest. However, those numbers are very tight, and the Harris poll found that a significant 
23% of respondents were undecided between DeSantis and Harris. The poll was conducted from June 28th to June 29th among 1,308 registered voters. Uh, you can pull that down. So what we're being asked to believe here is that the American people see Kamala Harris and everything that she uh, represents, the ideology she represents, the authoritarianism that she represents, um, as well as uh, <laughs> just likability, um, that that she, she comes out on top when compared to Governor Ron DeSantis, who is uh, arguably the most popular politician in the United States behind Donald Trump. Um, so, you know, it's, it's, it's more gaslighting and we put this up against, uh, up against other metrics that we have to see, does this resonate? Does this make sense? Or are they gaslighting us again? So if you'll pull up uh, a three, please. You can see this is a uh, Rasmussen poll, also came out uh, recently last week. Many voters still believe cheating affected the 2020 presidential election, and a majority fear the upcoming midterm elections could be tainted by cheating. A new national telephone and online survey by Rasmussen Reports and the National Pulse finds that 52% of likely U.S. voters believe it is somewhat likely that cheating affected the outcome of the 2020 presidential election, including 36% who think it is very likely. 43% don't believe it's likely cheating affected the 2020 outcome, including 30% who say not at all likely. These findings are similar to previous surveys in May and March. 50% of voters think it is at least somewhat likely that there will be widespread cheating that will affect the outcome of this fall's congressional elections, including 24% who say it's very likely. 41% don't believe cheating affected is likely to affect the November midterms, including 22% who say it's not at all likely. And then if you pull up a 4 so that's the, the data point of, uh, of, of who thinks they're a legitimate regime. Kamala is, of course, a part of the Biden administration, and so her legitimacy is tied to that. This is Rasmussen's presidential, daily presidential tracking poll. So this is, of course, looking at Biden, but Kamala is in the Biden administration. Rasmussen reports daily presidential tracking poll shows that 37% of likely U.S. voters approve of the president's job performance, 61% disapprove. disapprove. The latest figures include 16% who strongly approve of the job that Biden, and by extension the Biden administration, is doing. Again, 16% strongly approve against 48% strongly disapprove. So we're being asked, you can pull that down, we're being asked to believe that Kamala Harris is popular, um, that anybody in the country is taking her seriously, and that if she was put up against Ron DeSantis, she would win. So I'm going to call gaslight on this story. I think it's absolutely ridiculous, but I really want to know what my co-host has to say. And uh, he's, he's joined me now. Hey, I think I... Oh, oh. he's joined me now, but his All sound's right. not... Yeah, there oh, there go. he is. I am here. Yeah, so um, did you put up the Newsweek article yet? Yeah, we, we walked through Newsweek, uh, and I'm talking about additional data points that make the Newsweek article completely ridiculous. Yeah, so this is what happens when you want to steal elections. When you want to steal elections, you have to set it up before the election in order for people to understand that it's been stolen. 
And so I think that, I don't know what's happening with the thing, but <laughs> it's replacing me with, which is good. Um, I, you, one, one of the issues that I think that we face collectively is that many people don't want to see it. They don't want to see what's happening in the country. They don't want to see that, uh, I wore a green shirt, by the way, so it, it's making it look like I'm a part of the background. It's oh, pretty, you're a see-through. Look at that. Pretty cool. <laughs> um, the ghost of Joe. I, I totally forgot about that. Don't wear green. Right, note to <laughs> self, don't wear green. But I, but the, the bigger issue is that the, the gaslighting has to occur beforehand because they are going into the 22 election. And the 22 election, they're going to start stealing massively. They're going to mm -hmm. massively steal it and then try to convince through the media and through big tech. I, I'm, I'm going to tell you what's going to happen up, uh, ahead of time, right? They're going to they're going to let the people that they want to win win because the left and the right are two you know wings of the same bird and they're going to steal elections and try to convince you by saying you can't look into the elections you're not allowed to look into it that this is what the outcome was. That's what they're doing. Yeah. Hey, Mr. Producer, pull up A2 again. So somebody in the chat says I I, I was I I was uh, being generous to Newsweek and assuming that they made a typo when they said enjoys 39 support. I thought it was 39% support, and so I said percent. Faith in the chat said, oh, maybe it's just 39 people. Yeah, 39 people supported <laughs> yeah. her. Um, do we have the, uh, Mr. Producer, do we actually have the, uh, the, the study, the poll? The Harvard poll, yep. We, ha we have it. It's a PDF document, and it's, and it's quite long, and he's trying to pull through it. Um, but as he's as he's doing that, the uh, you know the high level numbers are up on the screen. Thirty nine percent to Republican to DeSantis is thirty seven percent. Well, and and look, the favorite in all of this is going to be President Trump. Mm -hmm. You know, hey, come back and do what you did the previous four years. You know, make it so that we have opportunities. Stop this globalism that's happening across the world. Make um, America great again. Well, yeah, and <laughs> and and I think we you know the the danger for me. And I'm just I'm talking from the standpoint of of what I see collectively happening across the nation and across the world, um, is that we are we are we have to we have to make a decision as a country which way we go. I've talked about the doctrine of lesser magistrates probably on every show for the last month and a half, mm -hmm. right? At since, least. since June fourth, sometimes twice. Yeah, so over a month. Yeah, and. I was, you know, I spoke to, we spoke to like four or 500 hey, people. There we go. <laughs> we spoke to four or 500 people at a uh, church on Saturday night. And one of the things that I said was, will you enroll in this program? Mm -hmm. And everywhere that I've gone, you know, we, the, the plan calls for 100 cities, uh, you know, 100 cities in 100 days. And we want to start this um, at the middle of July. Mm -hmm. And we want to go to cities and we want to recruit people to to become a part of the, of the lesser magistrates. In other words, become a lesser magistrate. And, and I know I'm thinking outside the box in saying this, but we know what the problem is. The problem is they've been stealing elections. The problem is those stolen elections have led to innate and, and um, corrupt leadership. That corrupt leadership is then implementing things inside of our school system mm -hmm. and across the, across the country that aligns with this globalist environment. So if you want to get rid of it, you have, to, you have to collectively get rid of it as parents. Now that the veil's been lifted, as citizens, we have to walk into our community and take control of our community. Mm -hmm. But but one of the people in the in the audience was with the FBI for 43 years, 43 years with the FBI, and he said, "You're you're calling for the overthrow of government." And I was like, "No, that's not what we're throwing for, calling for at all." Matter of fact, and um, his son uh, sent him something, and then his son sent him this thing. And I'm not going to tell you who this person is, but sent him a 
uh, a part of the Declaration of Independence, actually sent him the Declaration of Independence, and said, well, what do you think of this? Like, doesn't this mean something? Mm. And aren't we in that place where we should self-correct us as a nation, especially given the fact that they're now polling Americans on whether or not America was a failed state, that the whole idea of America, after 240, uh, after 247 years, 48 years, right? Is it 248 years? Let me just do the math real quick. 1776. Bump, 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 bump. 246 years. After 246 years, they're trying to say that, that America didn't work. After one of the most prosperous nations in the world, after one of the most generous nations in the world, after one, I mean, arguably, this is the land of opportunity. And they're trying to convince Americans that this is not, this is, this is a failed, that the, the Constitution and the, and, the, and the forefathers, that it was failed. And, and they're, they're convincing young people of this. And they're putting that poll out there that it's failed because they want to be able to replace the Constitution. They want to be able to take it away. Um, Mr. Producer, please find for me Michael Moore's 28th Amendment. Did you hear about this? No. So Michael Moore, the filmmaker, the, the job of the hut, <laughs> let's just call him good, what he is. Good call. Right? Um, made a 28th Amendment to replace the Second Amendment. He, he actually did this, thinking we should take guns away from everyone. Now, now never mind. They can try. That Michael Moore is covered up by security because he's All the a, time. he's he's a hated individual. Yeah. But everyone else should become victims to those around us. Yeah. But if you show it it's something we all should we should definitely take a look at. Yeah, and just to the point you were making about the uh, the FBI um, officer who said you're calling for the for the overthrow of the government, uh, you know, and you pointed out somebody handed him the the Declaration of Independence. Just just as a reminder to the audience, in the Declaration of Independence, that whenever any form of government becomes destructive of these ends, it is the right of the people to alter or abolish it and to institute new government, laying its foundations on such principles and organizing its powers in such forms as to them shall seem most likely to affect their safety and happiness. So um, it's not calling for the overthrow of the government because we are the government. We the people are the government in the United States of America and when government as an institution becomes it, it be, becomes um, uh, adversarial to the American people it is our right and our duty to amend that. So let's take a look at this. Greatest moment in civilian disarmament, Michael Moore's 28th Amendment to the Constitution. Now, let me, let me read this to you. Th th this is, um, <laughs> uh, what publication is this in, by the way? What are, we, what are we looking at? Mr. Producer. The truth about guns. Okay. So anti-gun people are having a difficult time coming to terms with the uh, NYS uh, RPA versus Bruin decision. It's a crippling loss that is likely to even further, that, that they're unlikely to even further recover from fully recover from. So let me explain this bill for you. Because I'm not sure that everyone understands the implications of this. Well, let's first go through this. Some of them are doing their, through their full uh, Kluber, uh, Ross, five stages of grief, denial, anger, bargaining, depression, acceptance. Because we haven't seen the wave yet come as a result of that, of that uh, ruling. But if you go down, my version of the Second Amendment uh, is the 28th Amendment. Go ahead and click on that, if you will, and it'll take you there. Oh, there it is. Section 1, obviously the first thing Moore wants to, the new amendment to do is eliminate the individual right to keep and bear arms. To do that, he decided that he needed to, his own, 
<laughs> prefatory clause, even if that provided to be a bad idea in the original Second Amendment. Moore's reads, the inalienable right of a free people to be kept safe from gun violence and the fear thereof must not be infringed and shall be protected by the Congress and the states. You do not have a right to be free from fear. Yeah. That's not a right. That's not a thing. No, it's, it's not a thing. Okay, I don't want to read any more of this. you got to read it, though. If you get a chance moron. to read this, Nobody though, in to... the country and the world takes Michael Moore seriously. Yeah. He's the one who said Cuba's health care or Haiti's health care system was better than ours. Like, the guy's absolutely off his rocker. But the fact that he wants to make a... You have an, this is like, I think it was New York who made the, um, the right, declared the right to a lower cell phone bill. Um, Are you serious? Right, yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I think we covered that on the show. Right. Right. Rights come from God. And you do not have a right to be free from fear. In fact, fear of God is the beginning of wisdom. And Michael, Michael Moore should, uh, should tune into the fear of God because he's got uh, a rude awakening coming. All right, so let's let's talk through this a little bit because um, the next the next thing that I want to th- you know go through is kind of what's going on in the rest of the world, right? Because you know we're being gaslit at home. We're being told that you know Kamala Harris is <laughs> is popular um, and competent, uh, and we're being told that we need to get rid of our guns, and we're being told that the economy is good, <laughs> and we're being told all sorts of all sorts of lies, and uh, you know that doesn't go on forever. Eventually. People have enough, and they get fed up, and I think that that looks a little bit different in the in America than it looks in the rest of the world. But we're certainly seeing it in the rest of the world. Can you pull up B one, please, Mr. Producer? So this is a picture of the uh, the tractors in the Netherlands. These are this is the Dutch farmer protests, uh, and 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 what are they protesting? Uh, they're protesting the fact that they're being denied the ability to have fertilizer so they can make food. Yep. So they're trying to create food shortages. Now, l- let me tell you the significance of this. This is not just a Dutch problem. Right. The, the rest of the world, about a year and a half ago, was waiting for people in the United States to stand up. See, they had been sold, too. It's like an urban legend. We're an urban legend. Mm-hmm. They go, there's no way in the world that the people in the United States will allow this to happen. Yeah. Right? And then what happened in June of 2020 is that we pe- put up on a pedestal this criminal, mm. this guy that literally, ro- I mean, I think he was arrested 20 times in jail uh, nearly a dozen times. And we made that guy, based on the cutting up a video in order to make it look one way, we made that guy the poster child for for justice. justice. Racial justice. Right. And and most of you were like, this is ridiculous. This is absurd. But you weren't at first, because I wasn't at first. But then they started moving into taking away your basic fundamental freedoms and shutting down small and medium businesses and handing over the reins to big businesses. And many of you were like, this can't be happening. This can't be happening. But that was happening worse in the rest of the world because they don't have... They, they literally figured out very quickly they have no rights yeah i mean we have we at least have some rights here they were given no rights like you can't leave your house you can't leave your house you can't go to the store if you leave your house we're going to arrest you we're going to take away your kids forced vaccinations happened in nearly half of the nations around the world including uh, israel Mm -hmm. where 99 percent are uh, inoculated and on top of that the death rate there is skyrocketing now They've gotten three, four, five boosters. Now they're finally waking up. But the rest of the world was waking up, waiting for us to wake up. And what they figured out is, we're, 
we're a, we're actually not that brave. It looks like it's just yeah. the just the movies show that, just the movies. Yeah. And now we're faced with the Dutch people saying, "All right, we're going to show you how it's done." But that's not the only place they're showing us how it's done. It's happening in other countries as well. It is happening in other countries, but it, the the Dutch uh, example is is important. It, it's important because it shows similar trends of what we see happening. So let's go ahead and play. I don't know if we'll play all of it. It's a little bit of a long clip. Yeah, let's play it. But let's play B two, please. This you're, is you're gonna like Rebel this. News. Yeah, you're gonna like this. Rebel News. What what are they worried about with nitrogen? It sounds laughable to me. It is laughable, and that is what you should take away from this. It's not a real crisis. Obviously, nitrogen isn't a problem, especially not when you consider the fact that, well, the Netherlands, like I said, is such a small piece of land. Yeah. We have our neighboring countries, Belgium and, and Germany, that don't have to implement any of these measures, but the Dutch government is doing it. And the real reason, obviously, behind it is that the Dutch state wants the farmers land. Because probably there are a couple of reasons. So the farmers, first of all, they're a group in society that are very self-reliant. They are basically ungovernable in that sense. You know, they own a lot of the Dutch land and they, well, they produce agricultural products. They have livestock, they produce beef. And what's interesting to know is that the Dutch minister who has pushed this nitrogen law has a brother-in-law who is the owner of the Dutch online supermarket called Picnic. Guess who invested $600 million in Picnic last year? Right, Bill Gates, the man who wants you oh. to eat fake meat. And you know, that's not just uh, a conspiracy theory. I know, for example, that uh, the head of uh, the Netherlands, am I pronouncing his name right, Rut? Rut? How, do you how do you pronounce the name of the, the leader of uh, the Netherlands? He's a, he's a serious member of the World Economic Forum, too. Who's, what's his name? Mark Rutte. Yes, Rutte. Mark Rutte is very, very deeply involved in the World Economic Forum. And, well, it's obvious that this law is a product, again, of these globalist institutions. Because this needs to happen before 2030. Rings a bell, right? Agenda 2030, the Great Reset, World Economic Forum. It's very clear that this is a made-up crisis, which we've seen before with these organizations. That's the way they ha handle, that's the way they operate these things. They say, we have a crisis. And you are the ones that are going to have to solve this by giving up all of your rights. Yeah. So that's what's happening here. They're taking away these farmers' this land. They're taking away property because they see a future for us in which we're, we're completely dependent on the state. You eat bugs. <laughs> and, well, they own your land. You, you know, they... Yeah. So, so this is really serious. The, the serious part about this, and guys, listen, when I tell you that you need to share this, that share this, and that you know we need to talk about this truth, we need to dig into it. Mm -hmm. And so, Mr. Producer, go ahead and put it up. This happened. This this broke today. Uh, a picnic distribution center burns to the ground. Fire brigade investigates. So, uh, I mean, I'm not going to tell you that the farmers burned it to the ground. No, uh, yeah, and um, I, I don't think we can. I don't think we can say that the farmers burned it to Garen. So picnics, just uh, the the um, God, Dutch people are beautiful, huh? The beautiful woman who was just speaking on Rebel News talked about picnic, um, and I just want to, if you could pull up, it's uh, B three real quick before we get into the fire. So picnic got six hundred million dollars from the Gates Foundation, online only supermarket. Picnic has secured six hundred million euros, not dollars, in growth capital. The leading investors were none other than Microsoft founder Bill Gates and his ex-wife Melinda. The Dutch company will use funds to accelerate their expansion in Europe. Okay, so here's the thing about this. This online-only supermarket, mm -hmm. what are they trying to do? 
So they're trying to, what, what they say in their, you know, fluffy words is that they're trying to make a more sustainable food supply. They're trying to make us a, uh, a more sustainable planet. The, the, the piece here goes on to say, uh, known for their online-only grocery service, shipped directly to customers' front doors with small, recognizable electrical vans. Company is now active in 200 cities across the Netherlands, Germany, and only this year in France. Um, so then, yes, if we could pull up before, it, uh, one of their distribution centers burned down. Okay, so as the, when we're talking about burning down, I, w I want you guys to understand something. Uh, burning down is not a big deal, right? I mean, they've only burned down nearly 200 other food plants across the country. Yeah. But if you have an online-only supermarket and you expand it across the world and you can get rid of the big box stores and the ability for you to go buy your own groceries because they manufacture a food crisis, then the next thing they can do is they can decide who gets food and who doesn't. Mm -hmm. And if you want to create chaos, and Bill Gates, remember, Bill, Bill Gates is the one that is in, in, invested in and is buying up farmland across the country. Mm -hmm. And he's not the only one. Yeah. You know, Warren Buffett is buying up farmland. They're buying up, and the government is stepping in the middle as well. What is the government doing? They're actually going to farmers and saying, we will pay you not to actually harvest food on your land. It's called CRP. This is happening all over the country. In 2021, 2.9 million acres out of the 4.2 million that they wanted to have brought in under uh, the control of, the, of uh, the government was allocated by farmers. And farmers were like, listen, you're going to pay me not to, okay, I'll do it. Not recognizing or realizing, and some of these farmers are aging out. So they're like, listen, I can get a little bit of money now. I can, you know, just, I, I can relax a little bit. Again, self it, this has a lot to do with self, right? They, they want to take care of themselves. And remember, we have an unlimited supply of money. They're printing money at a rate that 70% of our currency has been printed in the last 24 months. 70%. So I would ask you very clearly, how is it not all connected? And we know it is connected. Right. But people say there's nothing to see here. It's all a coincidence. It's a coincidence that Basement Biden reads a teleprompter and says, end quote. I mean, it, right. and, then, <laughs> and then lies about it and says it's a Ron Burgundy moment. Did yeah. you did you did you hear I, that? Yeah, I didn't hear about it. Was the meant line to, part, it was meant to happen. That. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he he meant to say that. So I'm really excited to to have found this bank, uh Axos Bank. They opened on Independence Day uh in two thousand. They're not crumbling brick and mortar, they're a fully digital bank built on the bedrock of American traditions. Take a look at the rewards checking account where you can earn their highest interest rate. It's a it's a big one. Listeners can get a hundred and fifty dollar bonus when you open um open up an account by July 31st. Big rewards from banks that believe that the freedom to do business without compromise or values. Amazing, right? So go to axosbank.com slash daily for full details. That's axos.com slash daily for all the cash bonus. All you need is $1,500 direct deposit in the first three months of opening your reward checking account. Axos Bank is federally insured, member FDIC, and they're for us, all of us. Axosbank.com slash daily. Go check them out. Um, so, and again, we're not suggesting that the farmers burn down this plant. In fact, this article says the fire may have been caused by a short circuit in one of those electric delivery vans. Uh, investigators are still trying to find out the exact cause. But it is, like you said, just it's another example of, of food distribution uh, burning down all over the place. We have some videos uh, of B6. this. B6, please. This is a picture for the, for the uh, audio version of... The uh, uh, picnic distribution center burning to the ground. And you can go to the next one, B7, if you would, Mr. Producer. 
And they're blaming an electric electric delivery van. This is why we shouldn't have electric cars. <laughs> well, you know, I had an electric car for many years, so. Imagine if it was plugged into your house and then your house burned down like this. And let's put a B8 if we can, please. So again, more of the fire, same fire. Yeah. So um, you can pull it down. Um, you know, for those who haven't been following the story of the Dutch farmers up to this point, because uh, it's been this has been going on for a bit. Uh, you you talked a little bit about this on Saturday night. What we're seeing the the farmers in the Netherlands do. Do you want to just give a quick recap of what we've seen? <laughs> so the farmers, Mr. Producer, please find that video. The farmers, guys, this is amazing. Mm -hmm. I say I can't say guys anymore. Can I, I say yeah, guys? Yeah, you can gals. say guys. I say guys. Can I say guys and gals or guys? Yeah, guys. Yeah. Okay, so. They went to all the police stations and the government buildings and they sprayed manure on the, I mean, thick manure on the, on the steps of all these government buildings mm -hmm. and said, we've had enough. Now, here's what happened, though. Those policemen, one of the policemen came out and tried to murder a 16-year-old little boy who was driving one of the tractors. That's what happened. Now, they still have guns there. They still have guns there, so they're not they're not completely um, stripped of their of their rights to defend their family and their freedom. But the farmers are the most unlikely ones that would stand up. Mm. They're the most unlikely. I mean, they're they're, they're self sufficient, yeah. but the government wouldn't poke that bear. Well, the government is poking the bear here, but they're buying out the farmers. They're taking away the land. Mm -hmm. Well, it's something to I, talk I think about. as well, there's something when the farmers stand up, there's something um, really incredible about that because it does, like you say, it takes a lot to affect them, right? I mean, yeah. if anybody in the United States of America, if anybody in the world knows what hard work means, it's a farmer, right? I mean, they get up with the, the rooster that most of us want to shoot when we hear it when we're vacationing in rural areas, right? I mean, these, these are people who work tirelessly all day, every day. There's no weekends. When you're a farmer, when you're taking care of crops or you're taking care of animal agriculture or whatever, there's no there's no nights and weekends and holidays. That's a all-the-time job. And they do it because they love it, right? They have a love for the land. They have a love for the animals. They have a love for the things that they grow. They feed the world. And... Um, the fact that they're now being drawn into protest in mass numbers all over the world is is pretty incredible. We saw, um, you know, the tr the trucker protests in Canada. We saw the people of France rising up and taking over Macron's palace last year. We see these uprisings happening all over, and we're seeing this same um, type of protest that we see in in the Netherlands. We're seeing in India. Can you pull up B10, please, Mr. Producer? Um, oh, there's two B10s. The one before that one. The, just the, the, the other B10. The other, t the other B10. That's my The bad. India protest? Yes. Yeah. No, no. The B10 is the one right next to it. So there's two B10s in there. There's WF paper highlights, and then there's the B10, the India, India yeah, that, farmer. Yeah, that, uh, the second B10, the one you just pulled up, should actually be C2. That's my bad. Um, so India, India's farm law, seven months after repeal, farmers are ready for new protests. And then there is. Be not watch the video. Yeah. Well, I wanted to just. I had a something got moved around because I had a cut in here that actually talked about what the the Indian farmers are going through. But we can go ahead and play the video. B nine. <laughs> <happened to that? laughs> 
So, by the way, this, this is what happens when the many go against the few. Go ahead and take it down, Mr. Producer. Yeah, so um, uh, there were among thousands of farmers who demonstrated on the borders of the capital, Delhi, against the agricultural reforms passed by the government in 2020. The protesters hunkered down on the edges of the city for over a year and stayed there against all odds, braving scorching heat, a bitter winter, and even deadly second wave of COVID. These protesters in India have been protesting the government agricultural reforms for over a year. How many times have we heard about that? For months, the government insisted that the laws were good for farmers, and there was no question of taking them back. Several rounds of talks between officials and farm leaders failed to end the deadlock. Several farmers died, and many were arrested as the government clamped down on demonstrations. <sighs> so the farmers in India are rising up as well, and we, we see this happening. We see the people getting fed up. Um, all over, all all over the all over the country, all over the world, um, and uh, you know, I think one one of the the biggest things that we saw over the weekend uh, was what happens when they're pushed so far that it's uh, it's no longer a matter of protest and. Um, you know, doing demonstrations with uh, manure and fertilizer or, you know, stealing airplanes or, or whatnot, it, it actually becomes much, much more serious. And that's the story of Sri Lanka. Yeah, but I, I, I want to I I go through this really quick because yeah. I think this is really important. So, Mr. Producer, if you could put up B-13. Um, guys, this is World Economic Forum. Gas prices must go even higher to save democracy. Take that down, please. Gas prices need to go up further to save democracy. I <laughs> want to tell you how foolish, stupid, how ignorant these people are. Now, they've been walking through schools and creating this thing on math, this, this, this math deal called Common Core, where you round things up, round things down. You get away from finite. You get away from factual data that has a correlation or a causation. You get away from it. Matter of fact, it's famously said in schools now that correlation does not equal causation, or causation does not necessarily equal correlation. They're trying to tell you that one does not lead to the other, but that's not true. And in this case, by the way, if you rise ga gas prices, you're going to kill people and create chaos. And the World Economic Forum is a terrorist organization. Yes. They're a terrorist organization. These are elites across the world that are terrorizing the people across the world. And the farmers, the Dutch farmers are standing up. What's happening in Sri Lanka is they're standing up, and that's tied to tea. But in America, they're going out there and they're rounding up again people from January 6th and saying, we're going to, they know that they were caught. They were caught putting their government workers in there. They were caught not calling in the National Guard. They were caught creating and another manufacturing another crisis against Americans. Yeah. And we're supposed to sit back and just let it happen. They created January 6th. They stole elections. Our problem in this country and around the world are stolen elections. And they are talking to each other across the world. They're talking to each other saying, hey, this worked over here. This worked over here. Just start persecuting people one by one. Just start arresting them. They're doing it. 
And so when we talk about standing in the gap, which we're going to have, we're going to have Andrew McGarry on tomorrow. He has another series on standing in the gap, having to do with COVID and and a bunch of other things. But that's the thing that we're going to talk about. You, we have to get in the gap. We have to use the Declaration of Independence because the forefathers knew this would happen. They knew that it would be perverted. Yeah. And I t- here's another thing for you guys. God knew that it would be perverted. So as we go through these different incidences and the, these guys saying they want to save democracy, I want them to describe, I want anybody on the radical left that is listening, because I know you're listening to me. You guys love me. Like you, have, you, have a, you have a thing for me. Debate me. I will bring on any leftist. I want the, the best lefty ec- economist. Then you'll really see how smart I am or dumb I am. I guess you could see the other way. No, no, I'm actually not that bright. But I think that we have, I will, I will have a debate with anyone. Show me the correlation. And by the way, describe for me what democracy is. Because they don't describe it. The left does not describe democracy because to them, if they keep it, keep it as an innate object, you're fighting something you can't see. And in America, we're not a democracy. Yet the radical left and the radical right, those two birds of the same wing, they've been talking about democracy for decades. Yep. They, they've been conditioning us to this. George Bush famously stood up and said, we need to fight for democracy in the Middle East. You know what they did? They killed millions of people. They created an entire realm of terrorism and terrorists. And we don't know. We don't know if the Taliban is bad or that, and you're like, oh, they're Muslim. They have to be bad. I got to ask you a, a simple question related to that. And by the way, this leads me to what we need to do. What's the plan? Like, how do we get? How do we implement the plan? How do we do the things that are necessary to make sure we protect our community? Because if gas prices go up another dollar, the poorest among us are going to become very, very. Let me just say it. They're going to become very desperate. Mm-hmm. And they're going to be. If, if they don't have access to food, if they don't have access to gas, if they don't have access to basic things, human instinct kicks in. Yeah. And so I've told many of you, go buy food, non-perishable, rice, wheat, canned goods, beans, stuff that you can store for long periods of time. Make sure you secure it. Go buy guns. Go buy ammunition. Know how to use it. Keep it clean. These are, these are requirements going into what we're dealing with right now. They're saying the quiet part out loud, and we are ignoring it. They're and saying the, it really out loud. So can we yeah. just jump, the, the, the B10, the, the wrong B10 that you put up before, can you put that one up again? That's the extension of this world economic, because they're contradicting themselves here, and I want to point it out. The WEF paper argues for the past 15 years, democracy has been in decline worldwide. To protect, protect and promote freedom, leading democracies must strengthen their economies and safeguard liberty. Now here's the next part. I just say it's mind-blowing. It goes on to say ignoring progress towards a low carbon economy could put democracies in greater economic peril not less while repeating the broader demand of environmental activists for companies to stop investing in fossil fuels so if we don't let gas get higher it's going to be detrimental to democracy but low carbon economy could put democracies in greater economic peril 
No, they're saying avoiding a low. Go pull it back up. They're saying avoiding. So for us to want to stick to low gas, to cheap gas, for us to want to, they're saying avoiding. Okay, let me let me let me get ignoring let me, progress. Let me let me let me put it to you this way, right? Let me let me put it to to you this way. If if one is correlated to the other, if democracy is correlated to green efficiencies, it's not. But. <laughs> I want someone to explain to me how you can how you jump that gap. Yeah. I want. I also want to explain to me why everything that 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 leftists, the Democrats, globalists have done, have led to the decay and degradation of society. To tell me when they're telling us in the 2030 that they want to reduce the population of this country, or excuse me, of the globe, by nearly 80 percent. Their words, not mine. I want to know how that correlates to their agenda being good for us as Americans or for people across the world. I want to know how you create a food shortage and that helps us. You are racist is how that conversation will well, go. That's well, how it'll you go. You know why they don't call me racist? Because I literally... It's why they won't debate know, I don't you. Know how they, well, they can't they won't, No, but my point, my point is I know you're not racist. I'm not calling you a racist for anybody who wants to think that that's what's happening. That's how the conversation goes. Right. When you ask questions that require critical thinking and rely on facts, reason, and logic, racist. So, so or sexist or homophobe. So, so I want to, uh, World Economic Forum, Sri Lanka PM, this is how I'll make my country rich by 2025. This is on C1. Go ahead and put it up. I want to dive right into Sri Lanka because. This how it started. This 2018, started. this came out. And this is how it's going if we go to C2. <laughs> how it's going. This there is how it's is. going. L listen to me. They overran the presidential palace and the government buildings uh, insurrection. This is largely tied, they said, to um, um, tied to tea. Yeah. So but, uh, but it really wasn't. I have some friends that are from Sri Lanka, and they said, Joe, what's what's tied to is the fact that there's a global food shortage there, and that people are suffering immensely. And the education system is broken down, so is the healthcare system, and they're being taxed at a higher rate, which makes it very similar to what we're eerily similar to what we're dealing with here. Mm -hmm. I'll use that as an example. They're putting in new roads, but then they're creating tolls on those roads. So they're expanding roads and then making you pay for it while you're paying more taxes everywhere else. I mean, we are in a place of slavery where they're they're trying to enslave the people around the globe. Globalists are. And so this is what happens when what we saw in Sri Lanka over the weekend is what happened. So when you mentioned tea, so government mm -hmm. regulations on agriculture in the country of Sri Lanka have destroyed one of their main exports, which is tea. Yeah. And so we see history rhyming here, right? Uh, tea being taxed for the Americans caused them to overthrow their government. Uh, tea being uh, destroyed as an industry, being destroyed there, which is, you know, again, taking away their wealth. Still, yeah. the government taking away the wealth of the people, in this case, the farmers, um, is is a uh, is what a part of what caused this but this has been happening for a long time as governments continue to gaslight their people while putting in policies that help the globalists and not help the people let's go ahead and play c4 and we're get, we have a bunch of videos here to show you in case you missed the story over the weekend of what happened in sri lanka um very sad we have we have sad. a lot of uh, a, a lot of things to go through here so let's play c4 please This is for the audio version. Uh, this is the Sri Lankan people tearing down the gates that, yep. that surround the presidential palace. By the way, the presidential palace in Sri Lanka is beautiful. It's really beautiful. And, while people and they live have in both a president and a prime minister. Yes, they do. And both of them fled the country. Yeah. 
Yeah, we have video of that too. Um, let's go ahead and play the next video. Let's just get right into it. Yeah. This is where they actually stormed the, the, the grounds. This, yeah, by so the you way. Can, this is a zoomed out view. So we saw them breaking in the gates. This is a zoomed out view. You can see just how massive this thing actually is. Go ahead and play it. Here, by the way, do you hear them screaming, victory, victory? The, the people of Sri Lanka... The English is not their first language. They did this purposely as they build these videos because people around the world are uniting. And show and the next one. They are truly trying to get people in this country to, in the U.S. to, to stand up. Look at the numbers. So, you know, this is <laughs> when people are fully fed up. You start to see. We're, we're actually there, guys. We're, we're fairly fed up. So but, here, but, but they're taking away gas. They're taking away food. They're, they're fleeing. And People like in the, the Indian farmer's story, they've put in all of these um, environmental social government governance ESG policies that you'll see everywhere. If you, uh, if you Google ESG, you'll see it in thought leadership page papers from all the, all the World Economic Forum players. That is their focus right now is environmental social governance. It enriches the globalists. It helps them with their resources and what they want to do. And it destroys the individual and destroys the communities and, and, and the people. Um, and it leads to uh, to government officials fleeing the country. Can you play C7, please? I love this one. This one's my favorite. That is the uh, PM right now running towards the boat to get out of the country. And you'll see that, as you can see, in his suitcase is falling over. But look at the, the armed service member just standing over there, not helping him at all. <laughs> okay, so here's the thing you need to understand. Those suitcases were loaded with cash. Yeah. They were not they were not loaded those were not loaded with clothes and belongings. They were loaded Loot with the cash. Treasury, yeah. They were they were loaded the with people's bonds. Cash. The people's cash. Yep. Yeah, but you see that, that they're the the people who are in place to protect the officials. The um, you know you think about uh, after January six in Washington D.C. they erected all of that fencing and they put all of those service members uh, in place in D.C. for months, right, um, to protect the elected officials. What we see in Sri Lanka is eventually even those service members get fed up protecting corruption and protecting people who are committing uh, heinous horrendous crimes. And and that's what we saw with the uh, you know you see the the politicians fleeing and um, you see the service members not really doing anything to help them and I think that that this is a cautionary it's a cautionary tale right uh, so we get into a little bit of the fun that these people had once they kicked the the tyrants out of the presidential palace and um, it, you know what what did they do when they got in you can play C8 please. Okay, so th this is them just hanging out on the presidential palace on the lawn. So, so let me tell you why what you're seeing right now is not necessarily a good thing. Okay? What's going to fill the void? Yeah, so we saw this same thing happen in Iraq when they tumbled Saddam Hussein. Yep. And my guess is, go ahead and take it down. And, and now I'm going to give you a little bit of an inside view on what I saw in the Middle East and Africa in Syria, in Egypt, 
in Sudan, in Libya, in Somalia, in Ethiopia, in Eritrea, in Kenya. I mean, I go down the line, in Ghana. The government apparatus, which now I believe is much bigger than just the CIA, it's not just the United States, they go into a country and they actually set up that country. They, they create insiders that basically can disrupt and create problems within that apparatus. That's what happened in Iraq. That's what happened in, in Sudan. That, that's what happened all over the globe. Then they create stories. And the stories lead to uprising. So they get people to rise up. And they're like, hey, we're going to give you a bunch of money. You just need to rise up. That rise up happens. Sometimes by military force on the outside. An outside force, the United States comes in, doesn't respect the sovereignty of a nation, decides they're going to depose of a leader. They make that decision. The leader is deposed of, and a vacuum is created. Someone ha something has to fill that void. In Iraq, it caused nearly millions of people to die. There had become different factions of leadership that fought against each other. And those factions, because they weren't solving the problem, they were too busy fighting each other, led to the demise and the, the death of more millions of people. While the U.S. and other forces were inside of their environment, it became a religious hotbed. The religions, religious hotbed rose up, and now you have these jihadis running around blowing people up, blowing their own people up under the guise of freedom. So that's what ha has happened all over the world. But what happened in Sri Lanka is now they have no government. They have, they have no system of law or order. So in that void, the dangers of what we're seeing right there, and this is why I tell people that January 6th was put on by the FBI. Mm -hmm. they, they wanted something to happen and not enough people went into the Capitol, so they had to manufacture more. Mm -hmm. They had to shoot that woman inside the Capitol because they had to manufacture more death, destruction, things that would lead people to believe that there was something more that happened at the Capitol. They had to shoot people with pepper sprays and balls. They had to do those things at the, the nation's Capitol because they had to make it appear to be something it wasn't. Because when they all got to the Capitol, they were pleasant. That's why you had the Ray Epps, and that's why you have leaders on both sides of the aisle that are saying Ray Epps is a good man. He was just there to have a protest. This is, this is, guys, this is how it happens. Mm -hmm. But Sri Lanka, tens of thousands, if not millions of people, it can't be millions, I, hopefully it's not millions, will die. Yeah. And they'll die because that void will be, before it self-corrects, there's, there's no barometer for what's acceptable or not acceptable. Remember, these people have been suffering. Mm -hmm. And what happens when you have people that are suffering, they step into that area, and now it's self-gratifying. I'm going to be the leader. I'm getting my peace. I'm not letting them take from me anymore. And then other social environments, things that are necessary to, to a civilized society will crumble as well. Education will crumble, which is what they want. Healthcare will crumble. Basic necessities will crumble. The poor will become even poorer. They'll become victimized. Sexual uh, uh, victimization of women and children will, will become more rampant. I mean, this, this is why you have open borders on the South, guys. This is why is so they can do what they're doing right now in Sri Lanka, all over the world. And, that, and those people coming across the border, they don't have social security numbers. No one's looking for them. They can snatch up an entire family. And, and look, I hope this doesn't happen. I don't, I don't want to be Alex Jones. I actually like Alex Jones because the guy literally is clairvoyant, I think. Or he just has access to information. He's really smart. 
But I don't want to be Alex Jones when I say this, but what, these people coming across the border that are coming across the border and they get loaded in a truck, one truck goes this way, one truck goes that way, do we know where they actually end up? Do we know that they don't kill the, the uh, men and uh, children and sell them? Do we know they're not used for sexual uh, victims of sex abuse and trafficking? I mean, are we, just, are we just to propose that the people coming across the border are being put into a place where they're taken care of, or are they just putting a small percentage in that place and using the rest as test dummies? I'm asking the question, because it's nonsensical to open a border because you, you create an entire class of victims, and you collapse the society of which you overrun. You collapse it. That's the goal. But if we get to this place, guys without some sensible rules. And this is why I talk about the, the Doctrine of the Lesser Magistrates, written by Matthew Chua. I tell everyone to read it. This is why I talk about getting back to the founding documents and looking at that doctrine as, as, a, as a way, as a path forward to become the people of interposition, to stand between the tyrants and the intended victims. But that we must do it calmly. We must do it in a way that we lead from the front using the ethical and moral barometer of God's law in order to make sure that we don't violate the rights of those around us. It's a lot to take in. It's like taking a, 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 it's like a big sandwich I'm asking you to eat. <laughs> well, and I think it's important that, you know, we're, we're showing this progression, right, of what's happening around the world, and we're showing it because it's a cautionary tale. Yep. We don't want to get to that point. We haven't seen America doing that. We, we haven't seen America overrunning buildings. They want us to believe that that happened on January 6th. It didn't. It was the FBI, and there was over a million people there. It would have been a much different um, experience had the people actually wanted to take over the government. That was never a thing. They made it up. Um, but we don't want to get to the point where violence is the answer. I abhor violence. I've never called for it. I don't want it. But sometimes it comes to that. Like you said, violence begets violence. But when the people have been pushed too far, this goes back to the founding of our nation. When the people have been pushed too far, you get unexpected and uncontrollable results. We have a system of laws in this nation. We have a system of governance in this nation that's enshrined in the Constitution. We are doing everything in our power to use the legal, peaceful mechanisms to fix what's wrong with our, with our government, right? right? That starts with fixing our election system that's allowing them to select leaders repeatedly. Um, at no time has anybody that I've been associated with, uh, anybody that you've been associated with, engaged in any sort of violence other than self-defense. And I, I have a hard time finding even examples of that because this movement is entirely peaceful. It's not mostly peaceful. It's entirely peaceful. It's focused on the law. It's focused on self-governance. And it's focused on taking back what is ours in terms of our freedom, our liberty, and our ability to make choices for ourselves. They have accelerated this. Right, They've been talking about 2030 for a long time, and now they are talking at the World Economic Forum about accelerating their plans for globalism. If we don't stop it now, we don't have a chance. We we're, we're done. We won't have a chance. We, this, is, this is the last stand. But at no time does anybody um, on, the, the, on, on the side that we're on, on the, the, um, the, within the freedom movement, at, we don't want violence. We, 
we want to end this peacefully. We want this divide well, I mean, in our look, nation I, I, I to be restored peacefully. Yeah, I don't want violence. I don't. I absolutely don't want violence. But they, they show us pictures that, that of this is what it would look like if we did this in order to entice us into this environment. Mm-hmm. Pace, play C10. I mean, it, they're having a pool party. C10? And then you gotta play C11 because this guy breaks it up. He takes it up a notch in C11. So I want you to understand that uh, houses, I want you to see how people live in Sri Lanka. They don't, the, the, the poor in Sri Lanka do not live in beautiful homes. They live in lean-tos. Mm-hmm. And what you just saw was a picture of a pool on the presidential palace. There are a lot of poor people in Sri Lanka. There are a lot of poor people. And so if you, if you look at it, if you've ever been there, You'll, you'll see that there's, there's a huge population of very poor people. And, and the farming production is what has, and the, their exports is what actually creates commerce for them. Their GDP is based on farming. And so by taking that away and limiting that, you're actually killing more people there. Mm-hmm. This is not a victimless crime. No. And that, 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 so people are rising up around the world and Americans are being asked, okay, just, just sit back and let the leaders handle it. Let's just elect more people. You know, you have you have people like Carrie Lake and, and Ron Hanks and and uh, Tina Peters and and then we're supposed to we're supposed to wait. We're supposed to be patient and wait. Well, let let's just look at what happened with Roe versus Wade. So, the Supreme Court came out. There's supposed to be a checks and balance system that exists in our country. And the reason why we're talking about what's happening around the world is it's, it's coming to the United States. They, they are literally trying to force it to the point where, uh, I don't know if, if any of you have ever read the, the tipping point. The tipping point talks about there's a certain point by which the water flow effect happens. Now, in business, you look for the tipping point in order to create success. Well, in economic turmoil and chaos, the tipping point can be devastating and, and lead to the death of, of, of tens of millions in a very short period of time. But um, I told you guys I like to read a lot. It's an excellent book. It should go on the list for people who... Uh, Tipping Point by Malcolm Godwell. So, so a, as, we start, as we start looking at what's happening in, in this country, we have to figure out ways... We have to figure out ways to put ourselves on a pathway where we can solve the problem, work the problem. But all of these people are running for office. They're running for office and saying, okay, we'll just replace them. We, we know that, that, that Biden is not popular. We know that Kamala is not popular. Well, now they're telling us that those people are popular, much like the fact that 93% of Twitter is all BS. Only 7% of all the people that are on Twitter are active within a 90-day period of time. I don't know if you guys knew that. Mm-hmm. And now they're suing, they're suing Elon to, to make sure he goes through the deal. I can tell you right now, when I found out Elon Musk was buying Twitter, I bought Twitter stock. I knew two things would happen. One, he goes through with it, I make a few dollars. Two, he doesn't go through with it, the stock drops, I sue the living crap out of Twitter. I sue the crap out of Twitter because they're frauds. Yeah. And it was worth the, the money that I would lose on the Twitter stock. It's phony valuation. 
because that uh, means evaluation doesn't mean anything. That, that means all of tech doesn't mean anything. That means that Facebook's the same way. And that, that's breaking apart this, again, lifting the veil over big tech. You know, I've lost 14,000 followers on, on Telegram. Well, I really haven't. So I did an analysis of those 14,000 followers. So they're starting to peel back and get rid of the bot traffic, the people that follow people based on bots. Because I think Telegram is starting to recognize that what, what you have should be what you have. It's fraud. Yeah. Because their, the, their valuation as a company is based on their number of users. If they are inflating those number of users with bots and pretending like they're real users in their financial statements, they're committing fraud. And the people are held responsible individually, and so we could just have a heyday with it and get a massive lawsuit and get all of our money back. And if we don't get our money back, they at least go to jail where the company gets to be pushed into nothing. Right. And frankly, uh, it was worth it to me. It was worth it to buy the stock, and I bought a significant amount of the stock. It was worth it to do that just to know that I would have a claim against Twitter and all of the, the people, Jack Dorsey and all the people that have been lying to everyone and the media that's been lying to everyone so we can go after them. Mm. It was worth it to me. But, but, I, but we keep trying to play in the system that they create is ultimately what I'm trying to get to. Yeah. So we're going to get to a place where we have civil unrest. We're going to get to a place where we have mass amounts of civil unrest. We have a choice though, and this is why I talk about this plan. We have a choice. One, we control the narrative of what that chaos looks like. We control it by becoming a group that stands together with unity. And I promise you, people around the world will, will unite with what the United States does if we decide to step in the gap and take chances. And we're too worried about losing our job or a paycheck or you know, standing out too long or getting tired or want to go back and play our Xbox or get on our computer or go to Johnny's soccer practice. All those things are important. Those things are important. They, there's a place Except for the Xbox. those. Yeah, I don't, I don't play video games, so. But <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Producer's like, what? <laughs> Producer Zach is like, wait a second. <laughs> Look, you can't even get somebody to work 40 hours a week. You can't get them to work 40 hours a week. It doesn't, there, there's no getting somebody to work 40 hours a week. On the average, people will work two to three hours a day. Now, I don't. I work 12 to 14 hours a day. But I have people that work in our environment that, you know, Productivity is two to three hours a week. Drives me or, or a day. Drives me crazy because nothing ever gets done, right? It's like it's the same stuff. Something that should take, you know, three days to get done takes two weeks to get done. We all see it. We've all been a part of it, right? So I got one more uh, that I have to read, which is IP Vanish. Um, you know, IP Vanish is helps with um, safely browsing the internet without exposing your private details to third parties such as hackers, your ISP, or advertisers. You can use IPVanish on your computers, tablets, phones, even devices like your Fire Stick when you're streaming media. When you use IPVanish, all of your data is encrypted. This means your private details, passwords, communications, browsing history, and more will be completely shielded from falling into the wrong hands. Even the physical location will be hidden. IPVanish makes it virtually impossible for them to find you online. If you use IPVanish on limited device, you can use IPVanish on unlimited devices without sacrificing on speed, your computer, tablets, phones, even devices like your Fire Stick. Um, is guaranteed at an incredible 70% off your yearly plan for our listeners with a 30-day money-back guarantee, just like getting nine months for free. So IPVanish is super easy to use. All you have to do is tap one button. You're instantly protected. You won't even know it's on. Stop sharing with the world everything you watch, everything you search for, and everything you buy. Take your privacy back today and brand 
Rated 4.6 out of 5 on Trusted Pilot. Go to IPVanish.com slash daily. Use the promo code daily and claim your 70% savings. That's IPVanish.com slash daily. Um, but we have to decide that we're willing to spend 12 hours a day for a week, two weeks, a month. I think we can save our country in less than six months. One, we, we follow the plan. We unite. We create. Uh, less division. We stand. We stop people from saying that this person's not conservative and this person's, you know, controlled opposition. I don't care if somebody's controlled opposition. I don't care. I don't care if you like Scott McKay. I like Scott McKay. You don't like Scott McKay? No problem. I'm still going to go shoulder to shoulder with him. I don't have a problem with anyone, even if they're controlled opposition and they're to screw things up, until they do this. When they turn the muskets towards me or somebody else near me. We adopt the principle of what you do to one of us, you do to all of us. Now, it means something to me. It should mean something to you. But as we see what's happening around the world and the people being fed up, I would tell you that you gotta get, we have to get ready. First of all, we have to prepare. Get food. Get food. Get ammunition. Get guns. And if you have guns, get more ammunition. Make sure you have proper magazines. Get a blast plate so you can protect yourself. Have an emergency plan. Because otherwise, by the way, if they have a gun and you have a gun, it's who gets shot first. Who's a better shot? And if you're not training, because I would tell you to get trained, if you're not training, there's a good chance that you get 50-50. Now, if you are trained, you got 75-25. I'd still rather it be a 1%, 99%. I got a blast shield. You shot me. Great. Boom, boom. So, so do things to protect your family that are sensible. And, and this is why I don't want to sound like Alex Jones, but I'm telling you that, it, one, we let it happen to us. We let people get fed up. And by the way, the people that are fed up, that are willing to stand in the gap right now, if I could identify them, going to be the guys that ride motorcycles, the, the blue-collar guys. They're, they're fed up. 52 cents on every dollar going through. Gas is at $6 a gallon. They're the guys that are sitting around the pub that are actually spending more time working. The, the, their job is eight hours to 10 hours a day. They, they don't have a choice but to work that eight hours because someone else is relying on them. Plumbers, electricians. Trades. That's why they probably degraded trades in this country. Because hard work, when you're working hard and you watch other people not work hard, it affects you. It affects who you are. So we have a choice. One side, you control the ability for people to step in the gap, to create density. You cr you, you, we have a controlled Sri Lanka of restoring, restoration, restoring God's law to our communities. Because what we're seeing with the Supreme Court, what we're seeing with the Biden administration, is Supreme Court says Roe versus Wade, returns it back to the state. Biden goes and does an executive order and says everyone in the country should have access to an abortion, which creates another constitutional crisis. Now it goes back to the Supreme Court. Supreme Court already ruled on it. And what they're saying is we don't have to listen to the Supreme Court, a lawless society. Same thing happened with the, with the bill in, in New York City. New York City, they, that, that, the implication of the Supreme Court says you cannot limit someone's ability or right to conceal carry. So what, they, what do they do? They've ignored it. They have ignored it. Now the implications of that is that I don't need a piece of paper or a card in order to conceal carry. I don't need it. Because I have a right to carry a weapon concealed. That's what that bill does. That bill in essence, shreds laws across the entire country related to gun rights. They're going to take up this election integrity issue. They're going to take it up. 
The Wisconsin Supreme Court just ruled that they acted outside of the governance of the Constitution, the state Constitution. That makes that election, the Biden election, illegitimate. We are in a constitutional crisis right now. Now, I would argue you have two things to think about, guys, two things. Do we want to control the narrative or do we want chaos like in Sri Lanka? In Sri Lanka, people are going to die. When that party's over, people are going to be like, what's next? Someone's going to say, I'm the prime minister. Or the military's going to step in. And how is that going to end? I mean, our military is walking around putting some freakoid man that dresses up like a woman in a position of power and authority. They're parading around as if that's the norm and shoving it down our throats, ignoring God's law. The plan is simple. We build density. We go in. We act as the interposers between the tyrants, the bad people, those that would do harm to our communities and our children, and our children. That's our job. That's where we should be. So as we talk about all the stuff that's going on, it's great to talk about it, Ash. Isn't it? It's great to talk about it. But, but I want to see action. I, wa I want to see Joe Rogan. I want to see uh, Dan Bongino. I want to see uh, Roger Stone and... Uh, um, Michael knows da uh, Dave Smith. I'm sorry? Michael Knowles, Dave Michael, Smith. Dave Smith. I want to see all these people. I want to see Kanakoa. I want to see Garrett Ziegler. I want to see... Seth Keschel. I want to see General Flynn. I want to see Patrick Byrne. I want to see, can't wait to say this, Jovan Pulitzer. I want to see all of these people step in the gap. I want to see them do something that's unselfish so that they have less of an ability to be a leader and more of an ability to stand for the ethos of what we should be doing. That's what I want to see. I want to see Joe Altman become, in a sea of things, irrelevant have no relevancy at all. My name never mentioned. No, hey, where's Joe? He's got to lead us. I want him to say, hey, Roger, we have an ethos. What they do to one of us, they do to all of us. They're putting in these perversions of important in our schools. We're the interposers. We're interposing on behalf of the kids. Let's gather 2,000 people from our community and let's go to the school and tear down these flags and we will staple up the American flag and say this is the only flag you will fly in our school. Math, science, English, and that badge you say, that the, the pride badge, that, take that off. Or get out of the school. This is how you restore the mores of society. And it's nonviolent. It's nonviolent. And the police have to make a decision. Or we'll spray shit on their doors. I'm not kidding. They make a decision to stand up and protect our children and stop acting like little pansies, like they did in Uvalde, watching those children get killed. They make that decision, or they get the F out. Their choice, join the tyrants, or join us in the gap. Your choice. Oh, I need my paycheck. Uh, I don't want to get shot. Well, then go, you know what, go work at a bakery. We either control the plan, or we let them control us. And their chaos is coming. So we, we, have, to make, we have to make those leaders out there irrelevant. We have, I have to be irrelevant. Ash, you have to be irrelevant. We, we, have to, we have to blend in on the beaches of Normandy, running towards it. And you know what? They're going to take out who they take out. And the people that are left, it's our time. It's our turn. As, as men and women, as Americans, it's our turn to stand up. I feel so much better knowing all of this stuff, by the way. 
I feel so much better knowing all the stuff that we're seeing around the world. I, it encourages me, but it encourages me, but it also gives me pause mm. because it's giving ammunition to those people who would run into the streets and do the bidding of the CIA, of the FBI. This is a, this is a, psycholog this is a psychological warfare. They see it happen, they're like, we can do that. We can't do that. We can't go grab a bunch of tractors. Because you know why? Because the people in middle America, they have consensus already. They've divided our society already. And yeah, they have weak and ineffectual leadership in those parts like Wisconsin, Iowa. The, yeah, I mean, I guess they could, but they don't have enough density. They need us. They need people. Democrats, Republicans, independents, doesn't matter. Buddhist, Chinese, uh, Mexican, uh, Honduran. It doesn't matter where you're from, originally from. If you're an American citizen, you should be standing up right now. You should be standing in the gap together, collectively. I don't even care if you can't speak English. If you're a citizen, you, you should be protecting what we have as a nation. Yes, as she says, there's a lot of righteous weapons used in the Bible. There is. I'm in a I'm in a debate in the chat over whether or not we need weapons, or if uh, or if we should just expect God to protect us. And I I I, I if people feel that God is calling them not to have guns and just to trust in God, absolutely do that. Always follow what you believe that God is doing um, in your life. But, that's that's uh, a perversion of the Bible. Yeah, it, it is to say that we don't, that, that we don't, God doesn't expect us to lean on a shovel and pray for a hole. God has a role for all of us to do. We're not here to be passive observers of his plan. We're here to participate in it. And um, as I said on Saturday night, one of the big things that I've had to come to terms with and kind of wrap my head around and reorient myself to over the past couple of years is it's not where is God in my plans, it's where am I in God's plan. And if you're not actively seeking and looking for that answer, then none of this is going to mean anything because we're all here for a purpose. This is the most pivotal time in the history of Earth and we're here. We were chosen for this time. We're placed here with certain skills, talents, and passions, with certain abilities, and in certain circumstances, and with certain relationships to affect the community around us and to do God's will. And that's why my prayer is constantly to say, stay firmly fixed in the center of, in the center of God's will and figure out what that next step is. Um, I happen to be a firearm enthusiast, and I really enjoy uh, training with my firearms and with um, teaching my children to use their. My father taught me to, to shoot and, to, and gun safety first um, when I was five, and it was always a part of our, uh, of, of our upbringing in my, um, in my home, and so you know, we've mirrored that in, in our homes. All of my children know gun safety. They know um, how, to use, uh, how to use their firearms. They all have firearms, um, and uh, so to me, it's you know that that's not a that's not a question. It's not, but I also don't want to be a stumbling block for somebody else's faith. And so, if you feel like God is telling you that you know you shouldn't you shouldn't have guns, then you know that's between you and God. I'm never gonna you know if you're if you're afraid of guns, if you're not afraid of guns, but you feel like it's not for you, that's fine. Um, but uh, I think that we. I, th I think, you know, I, I always think prayer and praise are our um, most powerful weapons, but I also think that we need to be prepared to defend ourselves, and I think that that's a biblical pr principle. 
Yes. Certainly in the Old Testament. Yeah, it definitely. Well, the Old Testament and the New Testament. I think we have to pay attention to both. But we, uh, you know, the, the, it's the stories. And, and what people don't understand is that if you knew the other stories that were hidden, you know, Dead Sea Scrolls mm-hmm. and all the other things that were not put in the Bible, it would give you better perspective on what who God really is mm-hmm. and, and who we are supposed to be as people and why we're here. You're not here to play Xbox. You're not here to just Even breathe you, air. Zach. Even you. You're, you're not here to breathe air. You're here, you're here on a mission. See, life is a mission. It's a test. It's a test of characters, test of who you are. That's why it's so important. People, and, and even those people that say, hey, I can go do something really, really bad, and I just beg, you know, tell, tell God I'm, I'm yeah. sorry. He knows your heart. He knows your heart. So he knows if, if, that's, if you truly are, are repentant, and if you're repentant, you will do less bad things. But the people we have in power now, they're just bad people. Mm-hmm. They're just bad people. So look, we're 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 out of time, but I want to I want to I want to take a, a quick minute, and I want to just do two things. One, and we've got to implement this in more to the middle of the show. But I want to give a shout out to Mike Lindell and My Pillow. You can use this code CD21 Charlie David 21. That's CD21. Go over there, save up to seven. I think it's seventy percent now. Maybe he's got a slipper sale going on right now. He's got a sale going on on pillows right now. Put the big one up if you would. But uh, now we have a big full-page deal. Go, go support him. Buy your pillows. By the way, pillows are not designed to last forever. They're designed to last about a year. Then they break down. Go get a new pillow. Um, slippers, robes. My new robe. I love my new robe. Oh, the robes are great. I'm not telling you to do this for any other reason. Don't use a code. But support the man that literally is putting it all on the line for you. While he's getting attacked by everyone. He's been attacked by everyone. Oh, he's just crazy. He keeps telling us what's going to happen. He is, he is telling you what's going to happen. In a normalized world, we would not be here. If we, had, we didn't have feckless leaders that are corrupt, every one of the lawsuits he would have put forward would have, would have, been, would have won. Mm-hmm. Every single one of them. And government entities, government institutions, Dominion is a government, pseudo-government agency. Dominion Voting Systems is a government, pseudo-agency. They are an actor for the government. And they're suing for, for defamation as, and acting on behalf of the government when their system is absolutely corrupt and not one thing has happened right on it? Guys, we're, we're in crazy land. Yeah. But go support Mike Lindell. Go support Mike Lindell. All right, we're gonna we're gonna pray. We're gonna pray, and then I'm gonna tell you guys that we got a great show coming on tonight. We have an amazing show. We have a special guest tonight. Um, we also have another special guest tomorrow morning. We're gonna talk about standing in the gap. The movie. You guys have to make a decision, and and you have to recruit people. You have to become recruiters, arbiters of, of reality, and ambassadors of truth. It's not. It is not a passive job. Mm-hmm. It is an active job. Get more people to show up. Hey, listen to this. And and look, if, if you if you don't if you if you can't identify with my message, lefty, you know the lefties that are out there, you can't identify with you. I just ask you to do one thing: become smarter than the the tweet, become smarter than the headline, become smarter than sitting around a group of ten of you and not thinking for yourself and writing some stupid story where you don't have any understanding of technology. You don't have any understanding of basic facts. You convince yourself things are facts. Go back and learn real math. 
Not common core math where you can round up and down and things don't have to, one plus one may me doesn't equal two and that's racist and that's homophobic and blah, blah, blah. Go do a little bit of research. Red pill yourself. Mm. Because otherwise, you're just doing the devil's work. All right. Before we pray, there's just uh, three things that I just wanted to mention. One is there's a documentary. I want us to do a show on this, but there's a documentary called Doomed to Repeat It. Um, it's excellent. I watched it last night. It's a little less than an hour. I dropped the link in the chat, but that is something. It talks about the history of um, the, the revolution in Cuba and how we are watching things. It talks to people who lived through that and how we're watching um, history repeat itself. So that's very good. Um, Second, if you're, you know, looking for some, you know, something to watch that has good conservative values on Amazon, there's a show called The Terminal List. Um, it's a bit violent, has language, so, you know, not for kids or anything, but it looks at what happens when good people snap because of their, uh, because of their government. So that's another one. But then finally, um, like Joe, I am a, a huge reader, and about a year ago I was invited to a book club, very excited. Um, I read the book, but I never went to the club because I was, I was busy and I wasn't, it was down the springs I didn't go but this book is called live not by lies a manual for Christian dissidents so it's a lot about standing in the gap um, but say you're not somebody who feels like you can stand on the front line you can um, you know be the person who's going to interpose for the victims in our society this book talks about the, the, the simplest thing that you can do is just not participate in the lie and um, it's an excellent book it goes into two to two parts I brought it to give to you to read because I think awesome. you need to read it as well oh. but uh, that's some um, you know just out, outside of the obviously you need to watch this show because this is your daily dose of sanity but if you're looking for other uh, other content those are three options um three options for you guys yeah no the terminal list is I, i've seen the whole series and it hit I have me one episode left oh boy it, it doesn't end the way you think it is oh really oh. but um it 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 it, it does it, it doesn't follow biblical standards at all it talk it, it's vengeance yeah, yeah. i mean it, re it really is vengeance it's you know but i mean i'm going to tell you what exists in the hearts of every man that's why the Bible says yeah. vengeance belongs to God. It, it exists in your heart. You, you want to say it doesn't. Uh, all right. He, he, men, I'm going to talk to you for a minute. Those men out there that have broken your vow of marriage, your wife found out about it, tell me that's not vengeance. It's pain, but it leads to vengeance. I mean, how about when somebody steals your car? You think the first thing you think about is, I'm going to forgive him? No. And they break into your house and your kids are in the other room. Tell me what you think. See, vengeance is a, is a very, very dangerous instinct. That's what the terminal list should teach you. Yes. And in this case, they killed his wife and they killed his daughter. Ooh, if you haven't seen it, I just gave up part of it. And he decided, he decided. Spoiler alert. I did, sorry. It's early. It happens early on. It's still worth watching. But it is, um, it's to the, I bring it up because it's, you know, you can only push people so far and they're going to snap. Yeah. And, you know, they've, they've been, I'm not touching you, I'm not touching you, I'm not touching you, poking you in the eye, poking the American people in the eye for, for so long. I think it's a, 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 
I mean, first of all, it's just an incredible show. It's it's great. It's very entertaining. Um, Chris Pratt is awesome. Great cast. Um, but it's got it's got you know it's it's a like I said very violent. It's got language. It's got nudity. It's got all those things. So it's not for kids. But it is a cautionary tale, and it is um, relevant to the moment that we're living in. And uh, my brother, when he told me to watch it, he called it revenge porn, and I think that's probably a pretty good descriptor. But, 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 uh, we, but we, have to, we have to step away from vengeance. Yeah. I'm going to be the first one to tell you step away from vengeance. And, and it doesn't mean that, we won't, that, that blood won't be spilled. It just means that what they do to one of us, they do to all of us. We learn to build this, these, these systems inside of our deal where we have intermediaries. And then when they come for you, they say, no, no, you're not coming for you. Mm -hmm. You're not. Bob's staying in his house. No, 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 we're going to arrest him. No, you're not, actually. You're not going to arrest him. You're going to let Bob go. Bob did nothing wrong. Bob is standing up for the Declaration of Independence. Bob is standing up for his community. You don't, you don't, get, to, you don't get to take Bob. And when they take Bob, you, you have, those, you have the, the doctrine of lesser magistrate that shows up and says, we're not waiting for justice because we can't trust you. Right. We can't trust you. And what happened in Washington, D.C. shows that we cannot trust the judiciary. Yeah. They shop for places where they know that the people are freakishly, ridiculously dumb or infected with evil. And then they, that's how they persecute people. It's a system of persecution. When the devil runs that little area. So I'm just going to give you, and by the way, most people are cowards sorry. They just are. Because that's how we got here. So we, we have to create we, we have to create a place where we set limits. We're not vengeful. Violence begets violence. But we, we, we can't be vengeful. If we live with that in our heart we will become the very thing we're fighting against and that will lead to chaos. And that's why we have to control the plan. So let's pray. Father God, thank you for this opportunity to be here today and to speak to all these amazing people, these patriots, and even some of the lefties that are listening, just hoping that I say something that they can turn into a story. <laughs> We're thankful for them too. Father, thank you for the blessings you poured upon us that help us to be able to pull back that veil and see what's really happening. Thank you for the, the, the friendships, and thank you for the commitment and the loyalty that we, that we enjoy with each other. Father, help us that we may, if you could just guard our hearts and minds, make sure that we, we don't push ourselves to vengeance. We understand vengeance is yours. But that we, we find the courage to stand up for what's right and that we can dole consequences. And right now, consequences of stolen election is not a victimless crime. People are dying. And I would just ask you to protect those people. I would ask you to protect people in our community, the, the most vulnerable among us, and, and help us to realize that it is our job. It is our obligation to stand up and to protect the weakest among us. Father, I just ask you to pull back that veil as much as, 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 much as, as, as you see fit, Father. Pull back that veil so that more people can, can see the truth. I ask you to give us the strength and the stamina to stand, regardless of the consequences. Just recognizing that this life is a test. And Father, just give us the strength to, to, to follow your path, follow the path that you put us on. I ask all of these things, Father, and I am incredibly grateful, as we all are. We are all grateful for your guidance and the words of wisdom which you give us in, in the most peculiar places, I guess. 
I ask all of these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right. Well, we'll we'll see you tonight. Um, we have uh, and we have a great great uh, guest tomorrow. Andrew McGarry is going to be on tomorrow. It should be really good. Other than that, um, you guys have a great evening. Get over to my pillow, and um, God bless you all. See you tonight. God bless. If you want to watch Conservative Daily Podcast, we go live Monday through Friday at 10 a.m. Mountain Time and 4 p.m. Mountain Time. You can find us live at conservative-daily.com, on Rumble, on Frank's Beach, where we go live on Lindell TV 2 at those same times, on DLive, and now on Odyssey. You can also find our episodes at brighteon.com. Make sure you also check out the link in the description to go to the Brighteon store and prepare you and your family with the awesome storable food and other products that they have there. You can find us on the audio edition at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Pandora, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, Podbean, Audible, and everywhere else. Make sure you go and give us a five-star review and be that ambassador of truth. Share this episode with everyone who needs to hear it. Text the word FREEDOM to 89517 and we'll shoot you a text message when we're about to go live. Check out the description for our link to the daily newsletter so you get access to the fax blasts. We want to thank you for being a listener of Conservative Daily Podcast as we pursue truth and fight to restore our nation. We will continue to provide you with the most important information that the mainstream media will not show you. Now at conservative-daily.com, you have the option to become a member with us. Each membership option varies in access and discounts in regards to the ability to interact with the Daily Facts Blast, monthly savings, access to extra content, and interactions with the hosts and guests of the show. Go to conservative-daily.com and become a member right now for as little as $10 a month. Make sure you check out social media and find us everywhere at Conservative Daily and at Joel Oltman. We'll see you next time on Conservative Daily Podcast. It's time to do the hard work. Let's take our country back, patriots. God bless America.